you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to another edition of NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer. Still going. Yup. Dan Hansis. Colleen Wolf, my wonderful co-host. It's Christmas week. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's not. I'm all right. It's not Christmas week. Why? It doesn't matter in these parts. It's week 16. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. Priorities. There's a lot happening this week. Uh, and the power rankings, as has been the case all year, are weird. Um, how weird? The Detroit Lions are now prowling outside the top five. <sighs> And you have the Jaguars sniffing around. Oh, my goodness. The top 10. And uh, that's interesting. And that's a big part of today's show is we're going to get to all of it. We also have Vikings fans that are not happy with me. When um, are they happy, though? They're never happy with you, for sure. But the, they, they love to come at everyone this and week. And, yes, they, they're saying to me in my mentions... We have the greatest comeback in the history of pro football, and you drop us in the power rankings? And it's like, <laughs> hey, not Connie, home team. It's like, hey, you wouldn't have the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL if you didn't fall behind 33 nothing to the Colts <laughs> in your building. And that's the conundrum, Connie. Mm. That's the conundrum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're going to talk about them. Need to talk about them for sure. This was like such a chaotic week, it felt like, in the NFL. Just it, like a lot of a lot of games that went sideways early. I mean, you had the Chiefs and the mm -hmm. Texans. That was weird. And especially this one with the Vikings and the Colts. And we talked about it on the Around the NFL podcast, which you could check out five times a week, including the Sunday Night Flagship show. It was voice crack Sunday for all the announcers across the league because so much... So many bonkers plays happen near the ends of games. Anyway, we're going to get to all of it right now. Why don't we you want to pull up the first quadrant? Let's do it. Take us through it, Colleen. All right. So the Eagles still up there at number one. Of course, not having Jalen Hurts right now is going to affect things, but they stand pat there at one. At two, you have the Niners after they beat the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. Uh, also standing pat there. The Bills up one spot at three after beating the Dolphins in that snowy affair in Orchard Park. You were there. Woo, it was cold. It was beautiful. I love the snow. Uh, the Bengals down one spot at four. You got the Chiefs. They stand pat at five. No movement with the Cowboys either at six, even after they lose to the Jags. The Lions at seven up three spots. You just mentioned them. Them just surging and then the Vikings at eight down one spot still hanging on to tier one yeah don't complain you're in the first quad Vikings fans hey by the way the Eagles let's touch on this because Nick Sirianni said on Tuesday that he's planning to have Jalen Hurts and and Gardner Minshew both potentially ready for this game against the Cowboys how huge is it Connie as an Eagles fan um, that you were able to pick up that extra game on the Cowboys uh, this week because it does give them a little wiggle room now 
because the idea of trying to balance clinching the top seed with doing right and protecting your star quarterback and MVP uh, contender, that's a little bit of a, a, a tricky dance for the Philadelphia. Well, they, they absolutely needed that from the Cowboys. They needed the Cowboys to lose this week. I mean, I'm just worried about Jalen Hurts now in the long run, in the postseason. How does this injury affect him just from, I mean, not only a mobility standpoint, but also the most improved thing about him is his deep ball and just pushing the ball vertically down the field. Now, how does this injury affect that go into the playoffs? Like that is a massive concern for the Eagles. And that's why this team has been so good. Obviously, we know how amazing they've been in the trenches, both in terms of blocking front and getting after the the quarterback this year, I kind of think you roll with Minshew, try to steal a win, and and see. Even if you lose, you give Jalen that extra week and get. You know, it's a tough decision though. It'll mm-hmm. Be interesting to track. Let's talk the Vikings. Um, well, you know what, Dan? I kind of want to power rank the wild endings. Oh, we and we okay. can and we can Let's talk about the Vikings through that because we saw so many ridiculous well, endings to games, and okay. I'm. I'm not going to have these in any type of order because I'm not the but one that's who ranks. Power you rank. You that's your job, not mine. So I'm going to throw them out there. Do it, but okay. Well, okay. I will do it. Here so, we go. Let's talk about. We keep bringing them up. Let's talk about the Vikings here because okay. that was the most ridiculous game. It was, uh, and it was so fitting that the Vikings they clinched the division by the mm-hmm. most Vikings way possible. All season, it's been a white-knuckle finish, and this just punctuated that perfectly. Patrick Peterson, he kind of spoke it into existence at halftime. All we need is five touchdowns. That's it. That's all we need. In the second half of a game where they were being shut out. So I can't believe that they ended up pulling this off. I couldn't believe also in overtime that the Vikings, they get the first possession, and then they punt it away. Like, it just felt like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is this thing ever going to end? But the only thing we knew at a certain point that there was no way the Colts would win. It right. got to a point where they might tie, <laughs> but there was no. Once Dalvin Cook caught that screen pass, there was just no chance uh, that the Colts were going to stop the two point conversion, score on their ensuing possession, mm-hmm. score in overtime. It could only end one way, and uh, I don't know. Like, do, do you want me to? Should we continue talking this and then do the rankings? Yes. Is that, okay. Yes. Uh, but I do have a question. Like, yeah. what is more insane, the fact that? They were down thirty-three nothing at halftime, or that they outscored the Colts thirty-nine to three. Oh, to me, that's easy. It's way more insane <laughs> that they fell behind by thirty-three points in the first half at home in a huge game for them against one of the worst teams in, in football. a hat and t-shirt game. In a hat and t-shirt game, and that's and that's kind of what I'm saying when I I dropped them one spot of the Lions moved ahead of them is because like again everyone wants to to give them their flowers here, but it's like. There is still a lot of compelling evidence in front of us that Minnesota is not a team that's built to win big games in January. Uh, their offense is very hot and cold. Mm-hmm. See week 15. Their defense, while the defense wasn't the biggest problem in, the, in falling behind in the first half, we know how bad the defense has been, especially against the pass this year. And I just think when there's uh, the... Um, what am I trying to say? What is happening? I'm trying to say <laughs> that the margin for error is going to get substantially smaller when you play big-time teams. And I think the Vikings will be caught in that scenario. And I don't think they're making a deep run. I just, I'm just not, I don't care about 11 and three. Okay. So let's say that they lose that game to the Colts. How far do you drop them? They would probably be right either ahead or behind uh, the Jets. So they'd be in that 14, 15 range. Okay. They would have been a 10 and four team at, you know, 15 in the power rankings, which Again, tells you why all the conversation about are they a fraud, are they um, a contender, 
it's like they 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 showed us both sides against the Colts, but you can do that against the Colts and survive mm-hmm. uh, even in a historic manner. This style of play is just not going to work when you're playing the 49ers or the Eagles. Let's just we saw say, against the Cowboys. I mean, it's just, you know. In a different year, um, where would the Vikings be ranked? Like, let's just say that you had to pick a number between well, now you're, 1 now and you're 32. Me in a tough spot here. Where would you put them? Which just year? based on, let's just say, well, whatever, any any year, just not right. this year. In this in this other reality now that yes. you've created, we're going and, to and another realm. it upon me. Is the version of the the other version of that Vikings team also in this league? Are there now two Vikings? No, the, there's now, are there this... two Kirk cousins? No. Would they be friends? <laughs> I'm so confused now. <laughs> Samesies, I, Connie. I have Where no would you idea. put them? Like the 20s, maybe? It feels no, like that... this team, maybe the like, maybe the teens. I just hate that All every right. single win is stressful. This will, this will answer. They feel like a nine and eight team masquerading. As a uh, you know, thirteen and fourteen this year. Okay, all right, that's so, fair. You know, again, around fifteen or so. It's kind of where they. Belong. Yeah, you know, I found it interesting during uh, our show in Buffalo on Saturday that Steve Smith Senior said that Jeff Saturday should be the first interim head coach ever fired, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. It's pretty rough, you know. Yeah, Jeff could be on a, a couch in like West Bristol right now, just chilling in Connecticut, just calling another run play. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What else we got? Okay. Now so let's go. These. Okay. Let's go Patriots and Raiders. What the hell happened? This is the most insane ending. Like final play, Chandler <laughs> Jones playing his old team, catches the unnecessary lateral. I mean, stiff arms Mac Jones steps over him, then has the walk-off touchdown. I mean, I know laterals are so trendy right now, but this one completely blew up in the Patriots' face. This is this was an insane ending. <laughs> laterals are trendy right now. I feel like everyone's like, you know what? We're gonna do some laterals. Laterals are so hot right now. They uh, are. This was the certainly, I think, the most stunning ending of not just uh, this week but all season. Uh, that I can't believe that happened. I can't believe the Patriots are the team that makes these mistakes. Now I'm not hating it. Uh, if you're someone who suffered through New England's dominance for multiple decades, as I did uh, from on a direct level in terms of AFC East fandom, but as everyone did in a way uh, that was sick of seeing this team win dramatically. Some of these dramatic losses they're now incurring are, um, they don't suck. I mean, they don't suck. But also the Raiders have had some of the most dramatic losses and dramatic wins too this whole season. I feel like they are just a very extra team. I'm, I hope, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh for Christmas Eve that game i really hope that the raiders do something again that maybe tops that who knows yeah 16 feels right for them right now um i think i've I've seen them for weeks as a team that's way better than their record Mm -hmm. um can they win out yes i think they could win out they have the niners and the chiefs after the steelers could they win out i think they are capable of it (laughs) do i think they will no even if they did uh would they in the wild card round you know be up 33 nothing on half t- at halftime and blow the game? Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. There's no way that for Raiders fans out there, it's been a very exciting season, but just know there's no way this ends well. Just prepare yourself for that mentally, which I uh-huh. know you probably have. Yeah, I mean, I have. Okay, so the Patriots, sloppy first half, all of it. I don't know what's going on with them. They're at 17. Let's go to Cowboys-Jags. Cowboys you have at six, and... As we said, they didn't move at all there. And then the Jags, they're at 11. But the Cowboys, 
Look, last week they needed a 98-yard drive to beat the Texans with one win. This week they blew a 17-point lead to the Jags. I mean, it's a famously tough AFC South, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, well, the Jaguars are legit now. They so are. I, don't, I, I said it on the show last week that I think people, and especially if the Cowboys think they're going to Jacksonville and it's a gimme, it's just not the case anymore, especially with Lawrence making this jump to star status. So I don't really kill them. I know it's a bad loss. You're up 27-10 with less than six minutes to play in the third quarter. But in the NFL, leads aren't what they used to be. I mean, this stuff, these like multiple score leads disappear so quickly uh, in our league. Uh, so the Cowboys are at six. I would feel nervous if I'm a Cowboy fan because this does a lot have some of this DNA of so many Dallas years in the past where they get scorching hot. They present themselves as a top team in the league. They were number two in these power rankings two or three weeks ago. And then they just start to kind of slowly trend downward. And then all of a sudden they're down 10 points in the third quarter of their first round playoff game. And you're like, oh, is this happening again? I hope it doesn't happen again. I want, I don't, I like the Cowboys involved. They're way overdue to get back to the NFC title game. Uh, but right now, my antenna is up, and I think all Cowboys fans probably feel the same way. Especially with the interceptions and Dak Prescott. Like those. He's throwing a lot of them, yeah. They're not fixing themselves. He has 11 in the last nine games, more than he had all of last season. I mean, four straight games right now with a pick. But now they get the Eagles coming up without Jalen Hurts. They have Gardner Minshew. I think also it's kind of interesting that the Cowboys lost to the Eagles in October when they didn't have Dak Prescott with a broken thumb. And now they got to play the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. So I, right. who knows? I'm, I'm sad because I wanted to see these teams at full strength play each other. And so I just feel like we ha we've been cheated Maybe out we'll of that get at this that. point. Maybe we'll get that next month. But if this is the way it plays out and Hurts is out, no excuses. Cowboys got to beat Gardner Minshew um, just to show that they're for real. If you go, if you lose again, this time to the Eagles backup, your schedule, you go to Tennessee and then Washington. Listen, they're going to the playoffs, but you got to go into the playoffs feeling good about themselves and a mm -hmm. uh, win over Philly would do that whether or not Hertz is involved. Are the Jags going to the playoffs? Up six spots. Up six spots. I power think, move. I think they're winning the AFC South. So yes, I think they are Clearly the best team in that division now. Uh, the Titans free-falling, uh, the Colts and Texans also involved. So, yes, I think they are going to keep winning. I They have a big Thursday night matchup against the Jets. That will be difficult, um, obviously, for their offense. It's going to be a real check, heat check on really how hot Trevor Lawrence is because the Jets with Sauce Gardner leading the way. Uh, and maybe getting Quinn and Williams back, but it doesn't help that it's on a short week. That's going to be a big challenge for Jacksonville's offense. But at the same time, I think they catch a break, too, because we found out on Tuesday that Zach Wilson will be in the lineup for the Jets. He was extremely erratic uh, on Sunday against the Lions, and I think Jacksonville is going to take advantage of Wilson's, listen, at best, mediocrity. At worst, he's holding that team back, holding that team hostage. So I'm in on the Jaguars. I think they keep winning. They were 31 after losing to the Commanders in week one. Look yep. at them now. Look at them now. At 11, back-to-back -back wins. I said last week that I couldn't imagine the Cowboys would lose to the Jags, so here I am sitting eating crow, and that's fine. Or maybe it was a reverse jinx. Maybe. That's you know? the other way to look you at it. You don't know. Um, you we think, don't know. I don't know anything about Urban Meyer, but, you know, when he sees— We know some things about yeah, him. Yeah, we know some things. When we see Trevor Lawrence going up and down the field and that stadium going off and Duval 
and, and the Jaguars being clearly now a team on the rise in the AFC. Do you think he thinks like, man, if I just kind of gave a crap, maybe I would be one of the hottest coaching properties in the National Football League right now? I mean, but he didn't. So he's not. And yeah, that is what it is. But bad. it did cross my mind. Okay. So how would you rank these finishes? Okay. Here we go. All right. Number one, I think you got to go to the Chandler Jones game one. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars game, that's got to be number three. And we'll go Colts Vikings. Yeah. Minnesota two. Okay. With the silver medal. All right. Because it was for Largest all the Largest comeback yes, in NFL history. For all, I, I sound overly critical of the Vikings now. They, they have done a great job getting off the mat. Uh, this season and winning all these close games, uh, that was pretty incredible what they were able to do because not only did they come back from that deficit, the game officials had a terrible day and took away two touchdowns from their defense, the same dude, in fact, and they still made it happen. Without a doubt, they're playing hard and getting it done for Kevin Mm O'Connell. Okay. So Do you next, agree with those rankings? I, I think so. I, I th- mean, the I Chandler mean, Jones definitely, thing is just that's insane. Top. That's top of top of the list for sure. And the, and the Patriots are a team, <laughs> last play of the game. The Patriots have been a, a you know a controversial team all season uh, in terms of uh, you know stuff going on behind the scenes and you know but it's the Patriots and it's Belichick they'll figure it out. Situational football. Situational football. And then that happens and it's like oh my god like did they just ruin their season on one of the stupidest things that you've ever seen? It was pretty oh, wild. Pretty I, wild. I don't know what Jacoby Myers was thinking. He wasn't. He was trying to make a play. And yeah. they all, after the game, they were very careful to say that the coaches didn't tell us to do it because they don't want to get fired, mm-hmm. uh, the players. So, um, yes, it was Myers' decision. Uh, uh, Stevenson did hand it to uh, Jacoby Myers. Thank you for that Christmas gift. Um, I'm sure Jacoby <laughs> was thinking afterwards because he was just supposed to go down with the ball. Right. It was a one-in-a-million play, and then the Vikings game was a one-in-a-million game Quite a week of football. The I football, know it. it's good. It really is. Yeah. Okay, so those Raiders, they're in quad two. Let's take a look at who else is in quad, quad two. Quad two. Dan, you want to take this? Sure. Chargers <laughs> stay at number nine. Uh, I like the Chargers. I like where they're at right now. And I think when you look at their schedule, they're going to take this thing and grab a wild card spot. Uh, the Dolphins up one. Up one. Up one. They lose in Buffalo and they go up one because, you know, like their, I like the cut of their jib uh, after that game. The Jags, we talked about, up 6 to 11, the bigger, biggest riser of the week. Ravens down 4 to 12. You know, that offense, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to get a fix. They're just waiting for Lamar to come back. But they were having issues with their passing game when Lamar was healthy. Giants, the G-Men stopped their free fall in these parts. Uh, they jumped six spots after that primetime game. Uh, over against the commanders. <clears throat> Thank you, referees. The Jets are down two. Uh, they seem to be dropping about two spots every week now. Oh, it is what it is. Sorry. Commanders down one to 15. Their playoff hopes took a big hit on Sunday night. And then the Raiders up two to 16. And it's like, how is that happening? How are the Raiders still? How are they in quad two after all the bad things that have happened? Well, let's get into all of it, but we got to take a break. Stay right there. We're back. Here we are. Power rankings. Before we get to quad three, can I take a look at quad two again? Sure. Drew, the producer behind the glass, the silent one, the seven foot seven giant. He doesn't have to speak to carry a large stick. 
sure? All right, here we go. Uh, yes, I had mentioned the Dolphins real quick, and I just want to hit on the Dolphins and Ravens, two teams okay. in playoff positioning uh, right now. Um, and two teams I feel very different about. I thought Miami, and, and in particular, Tua's ability to go into those conditions in Western New York, make so many good on-target, on-time throws after he was doing none of that the previous two weeks. His numbers would have been even better uh, had his receivers caught some of the throws he made. Right. Um, some key drops by Miami as well. So while they are on a three-game losing streak, and if you want to if you want to not pop the hood, you could just say, oh, this is a, one of those Dolphins collapse seasons. I don't see it that way. I think they're going to right the ship and get one of these wild card spots. The Ravens, on the other hand, Connie, I think they're very like legitimate concerns here about this offense. And I think the Bengals are going to run away and hide in this division. Um, and now it's just a matter of does Baltimore full on collapse like they did last year uh, and a team ends up taking their spot. I think that's within the realm of possibility, even with their uh, record the way it is. It is. And I will say just first on the Dolphins, like I thought that that first half was really surprising the way that the Dolphins came out. They ran the ball well, too, with Raheem Mostert. They had 405 total yards. They ran for more than 100 yards for the first time since week 10. They were able to do things that I didn't think that they would do, especially in the conditions. But actually, the conditions weren't even that bad until the fourth quarter. Like, it was cold, but it wasn't snowing. There wasn't anything. It wasn't like winds whipping through the stadium or anything right. like that. And then the fourth quarter came and the sky absolutely opened up and it felt like that's exactly when the Bills kind of gained their momentum and Josh Allen started breaking off some of those runs and ultimately they ended up scoring. And then Baltimore, like their offense right now, it's a disaster. They've been held to 16 or fewer points in three straight games. Like they need Lamar back. There's no way I, I think that they can continue to succeed and make a run or make any noise at all without him. Well, you know, they and they are nine and five, so they really probably need just one more win. And they mm -hmm. they're home against the Falcons uh, this week, and the Falcons okay. have a rookie quarterback that's very well set up to take care of business, get to those ten wins. If you if you let that game get away, you have Pittsburgh, which is playing better, and then at Cincinnati to close the season, Ooh. and then it gets dangerous. So this is a very big game, obviously. For Baltimore, let's check out Quad Three, Connie. Take us through it. Okay, this is what I like to call the life support quad. Oh, that's interesting. The Packers—they are up five spots after their win on Monday Night Football. Did you, you see Aaron Rodgers' uh, his post-game conversation? Uh, he was like, "I'm tired." Well, he—he's he, late. He corrected, I believe it was Lisa Salters, uh, on uh, the the records of one of the remaining opponents, and made it clear that he's tracking this closely. We got to win out, and then we need all the different permutations of the schedule to go our way and so far things are going very well he's like a fan the way he's tracking so it's just interesting what you're saying is he's not taking it one week at a time no he's, he's looking not ahead. and finally it's good to hear some a player finally say that i know it's not just the game the truth yeah we get it uh at 18 you have the patriots down five spots the titans down four spots at 19 the browns they're up three at 20 and then you got the seahawks they are just Falling and falling and falling and falling. Ugh, at 21, they're down five spots. The Steelers at 22, up two spots. You got the Bucks. They lead the NFC South at 23, it's down two spots. And then the Panthers right there at 24, 
down four. Can we I love point the out Panthers last you, week. The way we have it on the screen we're looking at, you can't see it to appreciate the, the true majesty of it. Mm-hmm. But right now, and this was not done on purpose, it's something I noticed uh, late last night. I have the Bucks, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all in order, 23 to 26. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> NFC South, ladies and gentlemen. It's a tight race. You can uh, say that. Uh, AFC South, the Titans, man. Man. They were number six four weeks ago. They beat the Packers on Thursday night football uh, four weeks ago. And everyone, and I mean everyone, myself included, was just waxing poetically uh-huh. about this team, about how everyone kind of doubted them. And they started the season slow at 0-2, and, and then they figured it out. And they always figured it out because they have this incredible coach and Derrick Henry and even without A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill's rock-solid quarterback, and they are going to be there in the end, and they might even contend for the bye. And then everything collapsed. The mm-hmm. offensive coordinator got a DUI. Uh, they fire the GM. Gone. And then they lose, they lose, they lose, they lose. And I just think this is something that's going to continue now. I, I think they're in a lot of trouble here. The crossroads are so far in the distance now. Remember, they were at a crossroads, and now right. now they're definitely they're in a ditch. Deep down. And we talked about it on the show last week that playing the Chargers is a perfect setup there because the Chargers are a team that just when you buy in, they kind of will let you down. <laughs> it felt like the Chargers and the Titans might uh, flip spaces, but instead, again, the Chargers get it done. The Titans can't because they don't score enough points. Yeah. And, and now the Jags are breathing down their neck right? with, with one game in between them. And, it, and they already lost to the Jags to start this streak. It's going to come down to the last game of the season where they play each other. Mm. And the Jags already have one win in hand against Tennessee. So, yes, the Tennessee is fully aware they need to somehow uh, right the ship. I just don't know if they can. No, their their offensive line is a mess. Ryan Tannehill was in a pressure cooker they were, all day. They were number six four weeks ago, you said? Number six four weeks ago, just a month ago. And the, and the Lions were number 31 about two months ago. And look where they are now at seven. It's been a weird year. I, I'd love to know the variation this year is how does it compare to years past on the rankings? Is this, this is, actually this a crazier different. year? Yes, this is a different year. I think anyone that's following the game it feels that way Mm -hmm. and then when you do something like the power rankings and you're kind of in it in a different way you're seeing it you're seeing like these teams usually a team like the lions are a perfect example if you're one and six in week eight there's no coming back you might get hot and win two or three games but then you'll give back a couple games and at the end of the year a one and six team is going to finish six and eleven or whatever right that's or worse um to have these big this big variance where these bad teams are going off like the jaguars also and then these good, these quote-unquote good teams um, are just free-falling out of nowhere. It's like, it is a strange season. It's entertaining, but also kind of destabilizing, especially mm-hmm. if you do this. Speaking of destabilizing, the Seahawks, they were a top-10 team at the beginning of November. And look where they are now. They can't get a stop. And they're putting too much on Gino now, who's had a great year. But you can't ask Gino to be a superstar quarterback. He's not. He's he's a guy that's made a jump from journeyman to legitimate starter. Uh, but when you don't play good defense, and they haven't for weeks now, and you can't run the football, bad things are going to happen, especially when you play the 49ers. So they were number 12 two weeks ago. Is that right? And now they're 21? So that is just an insane drop. And we've seen it. Like it, you watch the games, you can feel the drop every single right. week. And some of that might be on me, the Power Rings guy. Maybe they shouldn't have ever been 
that high. Maybe they were closer to a 15 team, but they legitimately felt like a top 12 team at that time. Like it, it, all the phases of the game were working at that time, and it, things have just dried up a little bit. It was a four-week stretch where they had won, at, but two of those wins were against the Cardinals. And I want to – I don't mm. – I'm trying to think who the other team Schedule was. Schedule was pretty, pretty soft. questionable team. When they went off on defense and had that really good month, right. uh, looking back, the one thing that me and others should have really took more in is who were they beating in those games. That's fair. Because they were beating, I'll tell you who they were beating. Cardinals, Giants, Chargers, and then Cardinals. That's that's Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals have had a terrible year. Chargers when Justin Herbert was still not physically great. Giants, who are one of the worst offenses in the league. And then Arizona again. So, right. you know, you know. You These know. things happen. Yeah. But, I mean, look, they lost to... The Niners with Brock Purdy, who they look really good right now, even though they don't have Debo Samuel either, but they controlled this game wire to wire. The NFC yeah. West has one good team right now, and well, it's the Niners. Yeah, I think uh, that's fair to say. And then let's one other team that's got me messed up a little bit is the Panthers. I know, right? Um, not that I've ever bought in. Poor, poor good. Panthers. <laughs> I mean, it's they're not. They're, I've never thought they were good. It was the division they were winning and. And it did seem like they had found a formula here. And then the Steelers just said, no, we're just going to do that formula better than you. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of, for me, the performance I needed to see. is like, oh, I'm not going to really take this Panthers team too seriously. They were my pet team just for one week. Oh, one right. week only. <laughs> Are you and now I had to, I had to give the pet back. Who? To who? I don't know. Did I don't know. You, you know, kill but, shelter? Did you take it to a kill shelter? I would never do that. Okay. I had to take, I the, I had to take them to a farm. Um, oh, that's, and listen, oh, that's they got code. all the land they could want to run around and be comfortable the, the rest farm, of their life. Which is the uh, the gentleman's <laughs> kill shelter. That's terrible. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> um, but they can still win this trash division, believe it or not. Uh, you know, the NFC is kind of annoying to me because we're going to have the NFC South champion and, um, you know, maybe like the Giants. And I know the Giants are kind of a good story, I guess. Who would you rather, Giants or Commanders? Uh, the G-Men. Okay. Yeah, I, I, for reasons that go beyond football. But yeah, that, that's let's check out Quad 4. There oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Saints up 2-25. to 25. Don't read into that. They're not good either. The Falcons down 1. Maybe we know why Arthur Smith did not want to play the rookie. Uh, Desmond Ritter Green, one way to put it. Stunner, Baker Mayfield magic lasted one week. They're down one spot. The Rams to 27. The more he learns, the worse he is. <laughs> exactly. The Broncos up to to 28 uh, off a win uh, as Nathaniel Hackett tries to keep his job. Bears 29, Cardinals 30, Colts 31, Texans 32. Mm. I almost I almost moved the Texans out of the bottom slot because they are playing really yeah. good teams very hard right now. But uh, the Colts have been through so much. I did. I gave him a little bit of juice for being up thirty-three nothing, and kept him at thirty-one. But it wow. could, could easily flopped him. Could have flopped him. The te- I-, I can't believe you have the Texans at thirty-two with all of the glowing things you say about them now. What well, do I say? Well, I feel like. Maybe it was on the around the NFL why. podcast. It just feels like you said you talk no. about the Texans in a different light after not. the game with the Cowboys. <laughs> I give I give Lovey Smith credit. Here's the the Lovey Smith thing is interesting because they fired their coach last year, one and done Cully. And then they bring in Lovey Smith, and then there's this vibe that he could be one and done too. And then you think to yourself, well, they're one twelve and one, so that's bad. Uh, but 
They've had seven games now where they've either been in the lead or tied entering the fourth quarter. And then it's like, is that good or bad? Mm. Is that does that reflect well on Lovey Smith that they're in all these games or poorly that they've been in all these games and still only have one win? These are decisions that ownership needs to make. You know what? It feels a little like the Lions last year when they would be sort of in it, mm-hmm. but they could never get over the finish line. So maybe next year. Maybe. The Texans are the new Lions. Are they um, on Hard Knocks? Oh, I hope not, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Take so, us. Take us. Where, where are we going next? Okay. We are going to... Um, cough a little bit hey okay so what we're gonna do here are you okay i am well it's debatable because it's christmas week there's a lot going on it is not christmas week it's week 16 it's week 16 but also i have to fly to pittsburgh for christmas eve so Hmm. i just feel like you know my timeline is moved up a little bit and the christmas deadline got it is always looming but i did want to go through a couple things here in terms of what like gifts and gifts the gifts and i'm trying to get answers and shipping and it's just like i have a full year's notice Every year, I know when Christmas is going to be, and I still miss the deadline every single year. Like, I'm giving Christmas presents in June sometimes. Like, hey, (gasps) totally forgot about this. Um, It's coming your way, though. Yeah. So anyway. It's um, the thought that counts. It is. It is. I do also love to tell people what I almost got them, but just couldn't pull it off. That's annoying. I don't like when people do that. Yeah. That's a, that's a staple. Maybe that's a New Year's Eve uh, resolution for you. (laughs) Maybe. I almost got you this, but they either didn't have it or then I found it was too expensive, but I almost did. That's, that's every year. To John, to Kristen, <laughs> to everyone who's really close to me, when I tell do, them. When do I get a gift from you? Oh, July, <laughs> maybe. So, in uh, in the spirit of Christmas, I wanted to go through a couple things with you. Um, it's not Christmas until okay. So just the the markers that come in, and you realize, you know what? This is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So, I have three things here for you. Uh, the Dude. first one. It's not Christmas until someone cancels Christmas. This is a rich wolf tradition. I grew up with this. Um, it's kind of how we ring in the holiday season. There were there was always fights over light placement on the Christmas tree. Oh, interesting. Um, Christmas Eve, my family usually does meatballs and sausage and that's red nice. sauce in the crock pot. Ooh, my brother nice. gets very upset if like the sausage isn't uh, cut properly. So that is uh, another. Why doesn't thing. he cut it? Exactly. I know. Yes, that's what Christmas I said. Christmas canceled. Tim, until why don't Tim you cuts do it? The sausage. <laughs> Um, hey, Timmy, cut the sausage. You know? So, yeah, just canceling Christmas. Um, it's not Christmas until it's canceled. So someone screams out, this is the last time I either do this. or Yeah, you know what? We're not doing like, this anymore. There's no party. Christmas is gotcha. canceled. That's and I'm absolutely... like, oh, I, now I feel all warm and fuzzy because yes. it is here. Okay. So there's that one. There's also, a, in my family, a Facebook thread going on right now about the location of the Christmas Eve party. Oh. And people are like saying, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. And then someone came in off the top turnbuckle. Well, I guess this is just canceled going further. No! It's like, oh, well. It's here! Yeah, someone's preemptively... Okay, go ahead. I love that! Um, Also, like, when you don't get an invitation to one of the holiday parties, family-wise, whoo! That is... You'll be canceled forever in my family. Another one, it's not Christmas until... 
graphics are dripping in lights. So <laughs> I love when I have a Christmas game and you see like NBC or what? Oh, here it is on the screen. Oh yeah. The if bug. you're watching us right now. The bug. Yes, and there's snow falling on the score. Maybe sometimes Rudolph comes out of nowhere. There's presents. There's colorful lights. Yeah. I love colorful lights. Like I don't. I'm not I, a you know, white light person. I want to be, and I know I probably had this take in the in the past. Is I'm looking at the score bug for Fox. It has the old school lights around the score and the mm -hmm. time and the down and distance. But I've always had a little bit of issue with the, the snow falling, actually, the animation of it falling. Mm -hmm. But then I think it builds as the game goes along. It and does? I, and I kind of like that, yeah. And if it doesn't, Ooh. then it should. It does. We did oh, get confirmation yes. from producer Drew. I, I, the accumulation of the snow on top of the bug is a, an inspired bit of, you know. I love it. Nod. It's so festive. For those who know. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I love a Thanksgiving graphic, but Christmas really brings it home for me. Like that's when they put great. the fox robot in Christmas sweaters and stuff, that's, <laughs> uh, you know what? I could be cynical, but it's, you know, it's fun. Everybody's having fun. Back out in. Okay. And then finally, it's not Christmas until someone mentions the Eagles fans booed Santa. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. it anymore. How about you don't do it in the first place and then you don't have to live with it? It's over and done with. It was so long ago. Find something new to figure out and to dunk on Eagles fans about because that's not it anymore. And I will tell you that during the Phillies playoffs, they showed Santa on the big screen and everyone cheered him. So right, because lay off Philly fans, okay? Because you're trying to rewrite history, but that's not how history you works. know what? Maybe Santa deserves to be booed sometimes. Oh, see now. Maybe you, that's what it is. Now we, Maybe Santa now, didn't show up for you. Colleen's on tilt and she just had the Santa sucks take. You want Not to stand by time. this one? Some Christmases, <laughs> maybe. Unless you're talking about the creepy mall Santa. <laughs> I it, would cry every time I had to get a picture with Santa. All of my pictures with Santa are just me in hysterics when I was little. <laughs> so when you go back to Philly, well, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I understand that. When you go back to Philly, is it Colleen in Philly or Aunt Doreen? Oh, oh my God. Aunt Doreen loves the holidays. Yeah, she does. She's drinking eggnog. She's singing songs. She has so many sweaters. So, so many. I have a bin of Christmas like gear. Way more sweaters than days in December to use them every year. My the yeah. whole house is covered in lights. I love Christmas. I love Christmas cards. I love get I don't send them out, but I love getting Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. It's a great tradition. Aunt Doreen. God bless She's her. back. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> there you go. I like that. It's fun to celebrate the holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, Do you have Ellie. any? Did you roll your eyes when you just said Merry Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I? Not intentionally. <laughs> Listen, it's week 16 is yeah. what it is. Christmas is very stressful, Connie. I know I'm sure you got a couple of things for you the dogs. You doing okay? Are you all right? <laughs> you know, speaking of Santa, Santa is very busy this time of year. And he's also, you know, trying to balance multiple podcasts and uh -huh. writing things and family. Is he town. ranking kids and, and who's, I will, who's been naughty, who's been nice? There are rankings for children, but that stays internal. Children rankings. Um, but I love Christmas. Love doing the show with you. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back next week with another round of power rankings. It's getting close now. Oh, yeah. Just like the big man coming down the chimney. We're nearing the end of the regular season. We're going to take you through the end of the regular season and beyond. Next week, we'll be back. Merry Christmas. Later.
NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.